You may have met somebody in person and you're like, they seem nice, they seem whatever, but like I'm getting a weird vibe. That vibe is harder to pick up on virtually. It's harder to pick up on social media. It's harder to pick up on an app, on texting, that sort of thing. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host, and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about dating because yesterday, so right now when I'm recording this, it is Monday, March 6th, which means yesterday on Sunday, I deleted the last of the dating apps that I had on my phone. And so what I'm going to talk about in today's episode is a bit about my experience using dating apps, why I deleted them all, why I have no desire right now to use apps in any way and probably won't be for quite some time, if not indefinitely. And also going to share some tips if you are using apps to meet somebody. So as you may know, if you have been here a while, if not, now you're going to know, I was married for five years. That was in total a 10-year relationship, met my ex-husband when I was 23 years old and ended my marriage in the spring of 2020. So I dove back into the dating world in the thick of COVID in Los Angeles. This was like May, June kind of timeframe when I started, you know, dating again, or really not really until July, I would say that summer started dating. But, you know, as in that time period, like everything in Los Angeles was shut down. So meeting somebody organically, like at the gym, at a cafe, like at a networking thing or something like that was literally impossible because those things weren't happening, right? Like there wasn't much that we could do outside the house unless you're like going on a hike, right? So I begrudgingly actually joined dating apps back in 2020. I had never used an app in my life because I met my ex like before apps were really a thing and before they were really used very much. And so yes, begrudgingly joined apps because I was like, what the heck? Like, okay, yeah, I want to be dating. I want to like, you know, do a little human market research, if you will, in the dating area. But like, how am I going to meet somebody? Like, this is impossible right now to meet somebody quote unquote out in the wild. Right. And so jumped on a few apps and I'll share a few of the ones that I like. And what I will say overall is 
one, I've had a pretty great dating experience. I've had a lot of fun dating the last few years. I've had a few not so awesome moments, a couple of those, which have, I have discussed here on the podcast, but overall, like I've really enjoyed dating and, you know, in the last three years had different intentions for dating, right? Like I've had different seasons where I'm like, you know what, when I first became single, I was dating without wanting to be in a relationship. So more just to like get back out there, see what the world of dating was like and all of that and kind of see what I liked, what I didn't like, like do some dating market research, if you will. And then I've had seasons where I was looking for something more consistent and whatnot. So, and I've found that in whatever season, right, I've been able to use dating apps effectively. I also have not typically the way that I've used them, and I'll share a few of the ones that I have liked, typically the way that I've used them is I'll be on for a couple weeks, right? Typically not more than a month. So typically not more than four weeks at a time. I usually kind of burn out on apps. I either burn out on them or I find somebody or a few people that I am curious about exploring and connection with. And so then I'm like, well, I don't need to explore any new people right now. Like I feel good with the potential humans in my orbit right now. So we can turn the apps off. And so, yeah, so in the last three years, I'll maybe be on apps for two to four weeks and then delete them for several months and then maybe pop back on depending on, you know, how a certain relationship or, or a situation went or whatnot. So that's kind of been my habits with dating apps. And the ones that I have really enjoyed back in 2020, when I first started using apps, I jumped onto Bumble, used it for a few weeks. It was pretty janky to be perfectly honest back then. And I feel like it was, yeah, I wasn't finding as much like success with people I wanted to connect with on that app. So I used Bumble for a couple weeks in 2020 and then literally like never used it again until a few months ago. I have liked Hinge a lot had a lot of great connections through Hinge. I think Hinge works really well with, I think the algorithm can be a little bit weird. So most recently I used Bumble the most. And I will say like the number of likes and options to kind of look at through Bumble was, there were a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. However, with Hinge, right? Sometimes I'd be like, no new likes and stuff. And I know I've heard this from other women too, that algorithm can be kind of funky on, on hinge. And of course you guys, right. Here's the thing. All these apps say that they want you to find love on them. And like the dating app meant to be deleted or whatever. I think that's like hinges tagline or something, but like, if you don't use it anymore, they lose business, they lose money. So they want to like selectively show you matches and people that you like, and, oh, you have to pay to see who liked you. Oh, hey, want to boost your profile? So you're seen by more people pay money. Oh, not very many likes. Mm, Maybe pay for this and it'll boost you. Like that sort of thing, right? Like this is, these are businesses. These are businesses, right? So keeping that in mind when using apps, they are designed to keep you using them, right? So like I said, use Bumble a bit back a few years ago, wasn't super impressed by it. Didn't use it again until literally a month ago or a month ago and like six months ago for a couple of weeks. So the gentleman that I spoke about recently who had the secret wife, he and I connected on Bumble. And at that point, that was the first time I'd used Bumble in years. 
since, you know, first using it in 2020. And at that point, I think I was on for two, maybe three weeks. And then most recently, once that relationship ended, you know, about six weeks ago, five weeks ago or so, hopped back on Bumble and was on for literally like maybe a month total, not even a full month. So Hinge, I think Hinge does a really good job with their prompts as well and makes it really I think I had the most enjoyment using Hinge as far as like reading people's responses, like starting conversations and stuff like that. I think the app is made quite well as far as conversation topics, prompts, that kind of stuff. And then more recently used Bumble and actually really enjoyed using Bumble this time around. So I'm going to share obviously why I got off of them because if I enjoyed that much, I would still be using it, right? but have enjoyed using Bumble more recently. I feel like they made some updates to the apps. I was finding more connections that I wanted to pursue, like all this kind of stuff. So Hinge, Bumble, and then another one for you freaks out there. I really have enjoyed using the app Field, F-E-E-L-D, which is for people who are into kink and stuff like that. It's also, there's also a lot of people who use field who are into like polyamory and like ethical non-monogamy, that kind of stuff. And so, and what I will say with field is the app is shitty. I'm going to be honest. The app itself is pretty shitty in the sense that like anybody can like you. So even if they're outside, so something with Bumble, like I paid for the upgrade with Bumble this most recent time so that I could set search parameters around the types of people I wanted to connect with. And so I could see who liked me, right? That makes it a lot easier. I think like I do like to just, you know, scroll based on my set like search parameters, but it's also nice to see like, who's kind of like, you know, pinged you a little bit with field anyone can ping you, whether they are within your search parameters or not, which makes the filtering process and like looking at who has liked you like really frustrating because so many likes may come in. And at least in my experience, so many likes would come in, but there would be hardly anybody that I would want to connect with. And like, here's the thing, I'm 36 years old. I'm not interested in connecting with dating anyone in their twenties. Right. And so I mean, that's my preference. And so I have been in the last couple of years at certain times, but like pretty much like 98% of the time, that's a no for me. And so like sifting through anyone that should be eliminated based on age, right? There isn't a good way to filter who is able to show up in your likes, right? When you're just scrolling and searching, yes, you can set your parameters for that, but what I found is like, it would be nice with that app to be able to filter the incoming likes based on your parameters as well. The other thing I've found and with all apps, right? Like with any app, there's a high risk of like hot fishing, fake profiles, like all that kind of stuff. Though I have found that with field, there was more of that. And because it is used for more deviant, if you will, we'll use that word more deviant habits and things like that. And a lot of people use it as just a hookup app too. Because of that, a lot of people will like blur out their face or be like, I'll send you face pictures when we match, which that's bullshit. In my opinion, I'm not matching with you like, and making a connection so that then I can ask you for pictures of you, right? Like, nah, like make it easier on me. So that's another thing to 
looking through all the options and like the people who like you is a bit tedious and a bit sloppy. And there's a lot of people who have fake accounts, fake pictures, or don't show their own pictures, that sort of thing, which is frustrating too. And then also like a lot of people who I've found just don't bother reading profiles at all, which is true on all apps, but especially like field, I would say. So let's see. But what I will say, so there's a ton of like garbage to sift through with field. But for me personally, I've only met maybe six people in person from field and pretty much all of them were great connections, either great relationships, great dating situations, that sort of thing. I think there was literally like of the people that I actually met in person from that app. And I even like very few got to like the FaceTime or phone call round, if you will. And even less than to the meet in person sort of round. But the people I met in person were, I think all but one were incredible connections. Another one that I dated for like two months or something was good dating experience for the most part, but like, you know, ended because it was definitely supposed to end. But I would say like, as far as like the ROI, if you will, which I'm going to talk about in a moment of people I've actually met and those connections turning into something real. I've had a lot of success on field with that. And especially had a lot of success when I wasn't wanting a relationship or I wasn't wanting exclusivity, right? It was great for exploring. It was great for trying new things. It was great for like lots of fun, new experiences, all of that. So I think that's all of them. I never got accepted onto Raya. I'm like a slightly annoyed by that. <laughs> so Raya is an exclusive dating app, but from what I've heard from friends who are on it and stuff like that, one, it's a paid app. You have to one, not only apply and get approved, but it is only paid. I believe like there is no free option and it's basically the same people you're going to see on every single other app. So what I've heard is not really worth it, but I think I'm still on the wait list and I applied like in 2020. So I don't know what the heck is up with that. But anyway, so why I deleted the app and I mean, delete it. So in the past, when I go off the apps, I usually just have paused them and then deleted them from my phone so that when I re-download, I can just log in and then update my profile. And there we go. Right. So that's usually what I've done over the last couple of years. This time, deleted, 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 deleted. So closed my accounts, deleted my accounts. So if I ever want to get back on apps, I will be starting completely fresh. So why I deleted and like super deleted, because there's deleting off your phone, right? There's deleting your profile, there's pausing your profile, you name it. So a few reasons. I deleted all of them because one, I'm just kind of tired of swiping, tired of swiping. Like I said, this most recent round, like I rejoined apps about a month ago and jumped onto field for like a week or two, jumped onto hinge for like a week or two, and then was on Bumble for about one month. And I would say I had the most success, if you will, this time around with Bumble However, the amount of swiping, like I don't swipe right very often at all. I did a little experiment with it because I wanted to see what the numbers, the data looked like. And I had about like 3000 likes or something. 
And over the course of a few days, right, it wasn't hard to burn through every single one of those within a few days. I think I swiped right, which is like, yes, let's match three to five times, maybe out of 3000 people. And these were 3000 people that fell into my parameters. And I did the paid version so that I could like, you know, sort by height, sort if they want kids, you sort by location, like all these things, all these specific details. And out of like 3000 that met that criteria, I only swipe right. Like I said, maybe five, I think. So tired of swipe, 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 swiping. Overall, right now and this year, one of my big intentions is that I want to spend much less time on my phone, much less time on social media. And even though like dating apps aren't exactly social media, like they are still, right? They would fall into that category. So I want to spend less time on my phone and on social media in general and sitting around swiping, right? I'm not scrolling on Instagram, but I'm swiping on humans on an app, right? It's the same sort of thing. Same sort of like dopamine loop, like same sort of like tons of incoming stimulus, that sort of thing. As I kind of mentioned before, the ROI, so return on investment of my time and energy swiping relative to the people that I actually wanted to meet or wanted to connect with, it's pretty low. It's super, super low. So that for me, like I love to, you guys know this, you know, if you've listened to episodes and stuff like that. I like to be really intentional with my time and my energy. And so for me, like tons of swiping with little potential, if you will, like not really worth it ultimately. And another reason I want to meet somebody more organically, right? Whether that's somebody at the gym, at a cafe, somebody at a networking event, like those sorts of things. That's what feels more exciting to me right now. And it's a lot easier. So now we're going to get a little, a little dark, right? And based on my experience with the man that I most recently dated, and if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back a couple of weeks and you'll get to hear that one. But based on not just that experience, but a few other not so amazing experiences, it's a lot easier to do shady shit on apps, right? And yeah, people can be shady, sketchy, whatever, in real life too. Of course they can, but it's a lot easier to be shady, to be predatory on apps because let's think about this, right? So on apps, one, you may not know, have any friends in common, right? You may not live in the same area, the same neighborhood. So you may never one, like interact with them in any capacity outside of the dating capacity. Right. And I think it's important to be able to see how somebody operates in the world. Right. And so, for example, if it's the gym, right, because that's the main place that I go outside of my house. So we're just going to say the gym. So if it's the gym and it's somebody that you see on a daily basis at the gym and you have for like the last six months, you see how they conduct themselves to a certain extent. Right. It's not obviously giving you the full picture, but you see how they conduct themselves to a certain extent. Right. You can see like, oh, are they kind to people like to strangers do they have friends are they talking to every single girl at the gym right like whatever it is you can see how they show up in the world in a certain way right and obviously like apps can be really convenient of course so like there's positives and negatives but with an app right if you don't have places in common right there's no overlap in your life in any way if you don't have friends in common 
it's a lot easier to like, you know, present an image or show up on your best behavior when you see that person. And on dating apps, you know, just think about social media filters, like whatever. It's very easy to curate a very specific and very intentional image of yourself to somebody, right? Dating apps, it's that's a sales activity, right? You are marketing yourself. You are selling yourself to be as appealing as possible to the kind of person that you want to meet, right? To be as appealing as possible, right? To secure a date, secure a relationship, secure a hookup, whatever it is you're looking for. And so somebody, right, whatever their your intention is, you're going to curate your profile, your photos, whatever it is, in the way that's going to help you achieve whatever your goal is the most effectively, right? And so it is very easy. If you have shady intentions, it's very easy to present a very specific, very curated image of who you are that may not be completely true, right? And... Also, not only that is it easy to curate a digital persona very easily, right? And to leave out things that maybe you don't want people to know, but it's also easy from an energy standpoint, right? So think about it. If you use apps, think about it. When are you using an app? You're scrolling in bed, right? Maybe when you're sitting on the toilet, scrolling, looking at people, like how fucking easy and effortless is that? right? And so if you have shady intentions, you don't have to bother leaving your house. You don't have to bother meeting somebody in person, right? And so before dating apps, right? Like you had to actually like make some effort to meet somebody. You had to like be charming, possibly in some way or friendly or kind or whatever, right? And so if you're a sketchy person, that energy is going to be one, you're going to have to like, really like go out of your way, of course, to do your shady shit. And so just the fact of needing to leave your house or whatever you have to do, like that may be a little, like provide a tiny deterrent to doing those things, but also apps take away that human to human connection, at least on from the get-go, right? It takes away that human to human connection at the starting point. So you don't have the opportunity to get that in-person energetic gut check, right? And if somebody's super shady and I'll speak to the ladies, but men, you've got intuition as well. Like ladies, like our intuition is one of our most powerful superpowers and gifts, right? And so when you meet somebody like, and I'm sure everyone, men and women listening to this, who you may have met somebody in person and you're like, they seem nice. They seem whatever, but like, I'm getting a weird vibe, right? That vibe is harder to pick up on virtually. It's harder to pick up on social media. It's harder to pick up on an app, on texting, that sort of thing, right? So it removes our ability to have that instantaneous, immediate, like first impression gut check of somebody. And when someone's shady, right, that will work to their advantage. They don't have that in-person filter of you to be able to be like, ooh, handsome or beautiful, attractive, whatever it is, charming, but like, I get a weird vibe. Nope. Stay away. Right. And so it's a lot easier to be predatory, right? You don't even have to leave your house to find people to take advantage of, right. Or to do whatever shady shit you want to do. And you don't even have to meet them 
right? Like the number of women that, I mean, it's women's Facebook groups and stuff like that. And the number of women I hear who are like, yeah, I've been texting with this man for a month. He still hasn't made a plan to meet. I'm like, what, (laughs) what, (laughs) right? And so again, it makes it easy to be shady and not saying that that is like, I have dealt with more wonderful people through apps than shady people. I think in part two, because I'm able to see that and move on or remove myself from the situation pretty quickly, most of the time. Right. But like, yeah, it's a lot easier. And so another reason why I deleted is because based on, unfortunately, having dated more than one highly narcissistic sociopathic person, (laughs) which unfortunately kind of used to be part of my type, which is so, oh, thank goodness we did the work to heal that. Right. But based on having had a bit of attraction to, and my type, including people that are, can be very dangerous to be perfectly honest, I'm shifting to dating based on referral, right? Like, so I either want to know somebody in person and I do have a few connections that I established from Bumble most recently that I am looking forward to exploring. So if anyone's listening to this, don't worry, right? Like, (laughs) but I do have some connections that I am curious about exploring from this most recent stint on Bumble. But aside from those, like moving forward, I'm dating based on meeting somebody in person, dating based on meeting somebody like a friend of a friend or referral, all of that, because I think it's going to lead to more successful outcomes. That's why, right? Ultimately. So what I want to share now is a few tips if you're using dating apps. And this is nothing against using apps by any means. This is just in this season and chapter where I'm at right now, like I don't want to use them. It was exciting and fun for a few weeks and it's not anymore. And, but if like you're enjoying it, awesome. And one of the things that was really helpful to me with using dating apps is one, being really clear what you're looking for, what you want out of relationship, right? Or dating experience and what kind of person you're looking for as well. Being really clear on that and being really clear on what you are available for as well. So getting really clear on why you're using them, what you're using them for, you name it. And then making it fun and enjoyable, right? Instead of being like, oh, there are no good people to connect with. Oh, why are there no good, blah, 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 whatever it is. Instead of that attitude, like even if you're swiping a ton, right? Like even when I was, like I said, I swiped through like 3000 inbound likes and said no to just about every single one of them. Even when I was doing that, instead of being like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I was aware, right? I was aware of how many left swipes happened compared to right. But even as I was doing that, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, 3000 people. And I don't want to connect to like anybody. Like I wasn't having that kind of scarcity attitude about it. I was like, wow, how grateful that all these people No, they're not all amazing, right? I'm not going to be that naive and stuff like that to be like all these amazing people, right? Like I'm sure there's some fucking weirdos and like sketchy ass people in that number of people. Of course there are, right? But instead being like, wow, look at all these people that want to connect with me. I don't know what their motives are or their reasons or their intentions, anything like that. And that doesn't matter, right? But it was more stepping into an energy of abundance. I mean, like, wow, look at all these people that want to connect with me. How incredible abundance, right? (laughs) You know, and making it fun. As long as it was no longer fun, as long as scrolling 
and swiping felt like a tedious thing that I like had to do. Once that started coming in, I was like, okay, it's time to be done because that's not the energy that I want to be in when I, in to attract somebody or do something that should be enjoyable. Right. So one stepping into an energy, what being very clear, first of all, with what you're looking for in a relationship, dating experience, whatever, what you're looking for in a person being really clear on what you're available for as well. And then also like having an attitude and an energy of curiosity, of abundance, of excitement, of like, who knows, like who I could meet next, right? Like who knows who will be in my likes tomorrow instead of more no's, more people I don't want to connect with. Why aren't there any, right? Like instead of that shit, because then you're just going to attract that kind of energy into your life anyway. Okay. More tips, write a killer bio that shares a bit about you and the kind of person you're looking for. And with that too, don't give every fucking detail of what you're looking for either. Because again, it is easy then for somebody to be like, oh, he, she wants someone who's like this, then I'm going to make sure I act like that. Right. Don't give people the fucking playbook, right? Give enough about what you are looking for and who you are, but not so much. Right. And keep in mind safety. I don't put my Instagram on dating apps ever. Right. I'm not putting my last name on my dating apps. Like, sure. I'm sure people can look me up with like reverse image search and stuff like that, which funny enough, one of my Instagram followers once did that. I was on field and they were like, Lauren, somebody's using your photos on this sex app. And I was like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Oh gosh. And I'm also going to reiterate, it's not just a hookup app and sex app. Like I've actually like had relationships from it and dated people from it and stuff like that. But be mindful, right? It's so easy to find out so much about somebody based off of very minimal online information. Don't put your Instagram handle. Don't put your last name, right? Like be cautious. You don't know who's looking, right? I like to do minimal texting. I don't want to be texting somebody for like more than 48 hours. And if it's been more than 48 hours and we haven't made a plan to meet or just like maybe schedules haven't made sense, or we're not like that close, you know, maybe I live in Los Angeles. Maybe they live in San Diego. I don't know. Right. Like, so it may take a little bit more time to meet. I am not going to invest a ton of time texting before having like a FaceTime call before meeting somebody. And I mean, if you like a ton of texting before meeting, great. But I find that it's also really easy to get like emotionally invested when you don't know what the chemistry feels like. You don't know what this person actually is like, like all of that. So these are just my tips. Minimal texting, get on the phone or on a video call as soon as possible, right? As soon as possible. That way you can see one, is this person who they're presenting themselves to be, right? Am I being catfished? Are they using their own pictures? Are they using recent pictures? Whatever. What does the energy feel like, right? What does the chemistry feel like? Because let me tell you, it's easy to fake chemistry over text, right? Like have a little face-to-face connection and see like, are we compatible? Is there enough of zing to want to meet in person and then meet in real life? Again, if you like a ton of texting, okay, go wild. But I'm like, yo, we are going to do a little bit of texting. We are going to have a phone call or a video call, or actually I make sure 
I think there's been only a couple people that I haven't had a video call before going on a date with them. And that's very much for safety reasons, chemistry reasons, all of that. Cause I don't want to like, you know, just have a phone call and then get to the date and you realize, oh, they're using old pictures. Oh, they're not in shape anymore. You know, they were using photos from when they prioritized their health and fitness, right? Or, you know, on the really dark side of things, what if that person's not using their real photos? You have a phone call with them and you just hear their voice and you set up a date, you go on that date and you think you got stood up, but they're actually there and a completely different person and like watching you or whatever, right? Like, let's just be real. Crazier shit has happened, okay? Video call, verify identity, verify chemistry, all of that kind of stuff. And then meet in real life. And if you're going to meet in real life, never go to the person's house for the first meeting. Never have them come to your house for the first date. I also highly recommend you drive yourself or Uber to your first date. Do not have them pick you up, right? Like, cause again, who knows? And especially like, go listen back to that freaking episode I did with the guy I most recently dated. And yes, like, obviously he knew where I lived. He picked me up for dates, like all this kind of stuff. But like, you don't really know who you're dealing with, especially on a first date. People are putting their best foot forward and are on their best behavior. Don't give a freaking stranger your address, right? Build up some trust and everything like that first. Okay. Let's see if I have any other tips or anything like that. I don't think so. If you have any questions about any of this, I would love to hear how your experience on dating apps goes and everything like that. And like, yeah, I think they can be really great. And I think they can also be, you know, not awesome. And overall, I've had a really great experience with them. So if you are on apps, I hope you find what you're looking for. I hope you have amazing connections and all that kind of stuff. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.